Welcome to the first official episode of It's Too Early. Today, I want to talk about an issue that's pretty important to me and also pretty important to most everyone I know who is going to be voting Democrat in the next election or was going to. Ever since Bernie Sanders dropped out, a lot of people I know that support him are saying that they won't vote for Joe Biden because he is the presumptive nominee. The reasons for that are pretty simple and kind of understandable. Their reasons are that he has sexual assault and harassment allegations against him that are kind of disturbing if you read into it. Also, in some speeches and segments that are posted on YouTube, he seems incoherent, unable to properly formulate his thoughts. That seems like a problem for an incoming president. And also, his past record displays that he sometimes deviated a little bit from liberalism and progressivism towards outright conservatism, where people cite that he has supported justices like Clarence Thomas and also has done things to further the war on drugs and exacerbate mass incarceration. However, I hope this means that anyone with reservations about Joe Biden still votes down the ballot. And some people use and some people use that as an excuse. I'm going to vote down the ballot and not for Joe Biden because Joe Biden doesn't represent what I stand for. It's not a good excuse. Here's why. I'm of the maybe true opinion that lack of enthusiasm in presidential elections decreases voter enthusiasm writ large across the ballot. People come out in federal elections majority probably to vote for the president. There aren't a lot of civically minded people who say, hey, I might not want to vote for the president, but I will vote for every other election because it's super important that I do my civic duty to make sure that my party is represented at all levels of government. I wish everyone thought like that, but they don't. And it's important that the DNC and the Democratic Party realize that they need to energize voters through a presidential candidate to actually get people to turn out and vote for people down the ballot in congressional races, and races, state legislatures, all these things. These are races that matter, and they matter arguably more than the presidential election. But I'll get into that later. This election isn't survivable without voting for the candidate with the best chance against Trump, and that is Joe Biden. There's more at at stake in this election than ever. We have to think less about partisan politics and weird loyalties to whoever you want in the primary and more to an ideology and message that people like Bernie Sanders believed in. Bernie Sanders believes in a message of pure and unrelenting progressivism. He wants America to change, to work for the people, to work less for corporations, and all in all, provide for the citizens better than it ever has in its history. Joe Biden doesn't necessarily preclude any of that. Just because Joe Biden himself, in his own personal philosophy, doesn't represent the ideals that Bernie Sanders does, doesn't mean you can't also vote for him. Here's why. You need to be voting for, like I said, an ideology and a movement. A Democrat in the office of the president provides even the chance of that movement actually picking up steam, making tangible reforms, and making steps towards the broader agenda of making America work for the people again. The DNC has twice in a row pumped out two very bad candidates that are not do not have a lot of appeal towards a broader young voting base. They have the ability to win national elections, but when it comes to energizing voters, the DNC has consistently failed. Even Biden doesn't energize anyone really, not any of the young people I know and talk to. But still, I'm making the case that anyone who wants tangible change should still vote for Biden. You're not voting for the person. The allegations surrounding him are serious and should be taken seriously. 
maybe an investigation is in order. But this doesn't count him out. And don't forget, there's an abuser in office right now that half, nearly half of our country elected. They're fine with somebody who goes on air saying that he, t- he can touch women in the privates and also take advantage of women whenever he wants to simply because he's the man. And it's just locker room talk and everyone thinks it's acceptable. This is not okay. We have a sexual assaulter, harasser, and abuser in office right now. Which means that we should probably be doing everything we can to get him out. And put in people across the nation that are more amenable to the concerns of people who care about those things. That's important. But also, Biden is not the end-all be-all for progressivism. And everyone knows that. But the people in his administration and in Congress and in the judicial branch can all check any impulses he has to lean towards conservatism. The possibility of experts instead of nepotism in the executive branch is very motivating for me personally. I don't want people who have no experience or people who only have experience taking advantage of people in the corporate world to be running departments like the Department of Education. I don't want Rick Perry to be in charge of the Department of Energy. We also should want career diplomats in charge of this in charge of the State Department and not somebody who was a former oil executive. These are all things we need to be thinking about because this allows us to do things like protect the environment. We need more environmental protections and the EPA is currently halting protections in lieu of the coronavirus. That's not okay. An expert with a degree in the field or with heavy experience in policymaking in the field would not do that. Biden can appoint someone like that. Also, Native Americans would stop having their tribes dissolved, their land taken over by the Department of the Interior just to build oil pipelines or start new fossil fuel energy projects. We can't take away the land of Native Americans in the name of providing a dirtier environment for Americans. That's not right. It's not ethical. And Joe Biden wouldn't appoint a Department of the Interior secretary that would do such a thing. And lastly, we would probably have net less deportation and imprisonment and the travel ban would be lifted. People from majority Muslim countries would be able to come to the U.S., which is not really asking that much, but currently the courts have upheld the travel ban. And so the travel ban currently excludes people on the basis of religion and ethnicity just because Trump wants to. Joe Biden doesn't genuinely want that. He is outright in denial of the fact that the travel ban should be in place. Additionally, Joe Biden has the potential to sign off on a progressive agenda in Congress. It's really important, and this all goes back to the idea of energizing voters with a presidential candidate. If the DNC can prove to voters that are skeptical of Joe Biden that he will sign off on a progressive agenda, then maybe they'll come out to vote. And when those people come out to vote, they'll also vote for Democrats down the ballot. That's even more important, because if we have a Democratic Congress, we can, one, check Trump in the event that he's elected again, and two, get meaningful reform and large-scale reform passed because Biden is in office. He can sign off on these things, and nothing will stop him from doing that. If people are energized and come out for the election because they feel like there's a presidential candidate that will further their movement, then it becomes a whole different ballgame. But instead of trying instead of trying to sell Joe Biden, the man, we should sell progressivism, the idea, to Democratic voters who are skeptical and former Bernie supporters. But lastly and most importantly, the judiciary is really what matters. 
If liberal Supreme Court justices decide to retire or, God forbid, fall ill in the coming years, we cannot have a Trump administration that will appoint more Supreme conservative Supreme Court justices that are not amenable to the concerns of everyday people. If that's the case, then we will have our civil liberties on the chopping block, all because all in the name of we wanted a better candidate. Joe Biden will not appoint conservative Supreme Court justices. Joe Biden will not appoint people who have sexual abuse allegations surrounding them. Joe Biden will not support people that are against the right of privacy and against Roe v. Wade. He will instead appoint justices that are amenable to the concerns of people that care about civil liberties have. He will appoint people that have a proven track record in their judicial and law careers of providing for the people, doing what's right, interpreting the law in a way that makes the judiciary work for the American people, protecting their constitutional liberties. That is what's most important. We cannot ruin generations of laws and interpretation of laws just because we were too proud to vote for Joe Biden this time. It's simply not enough to do that because Democrats can't keep playing catch up forever. If we are consistently cleaning up after a Republican president that did eight years of damage, what else is there to do? We can't we can't solve universal health care. We can't solve climate change. We can't do anything about mass incarceration and issues that really matter that nobody really talks about because we're too busy cleaning up after a candidate or also denying our candidate the right to take the place of president because we don't personally agree with their philosophy. It's about the bigger picture. We need to take allegations against Joe Biden seriously. We also need to take our dedication to the progressive cause more seriously. A true progressive would vote for Joe Biden simply because the movement is possible. 